0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the Everything We Love About Disney podcast, the Disney podcast with the description in the name, because it's where we talk about everything we love about Disney. I'm your host, Tommy T, and with me is my co-host, and uh, as always my co-host, but for the first time, my wife is Gina, or should I say Gina T. Hey,
1: everybody. Good to be back.
0: Yes, thanks for being here with me. Yet again, it's been uh, a few months since we last recorded a show. We kind of banked a couple of them up. And uh, yeah, since since then, we have turned over a new year, a new decade, and also a new chapter as we uh, are officially married now. So that was very exciting, down in Walt Disney World.
1: Yeah, so it's hard to believe it was already <laughs> a few months ago. But um, anyone who's gone through the wedding process, you know, it's like months of buildup and maybe even years for some people, but... You know it's just it's just over now yeah, it's
0: over in a flash yeah yeah it's uh... <laughs> um
1: but we you know we've already gotten our photos back and everything we've already shared them with everybody um in our family so um hopefully in the future we can uh, schedule a podcast all about our experience getting yeah. married at walt disney world and maybe share some tips and tricks for those of you who are just starting their planning
0: definitely yeah i mean even if you're not planning to get married there. If you got married a long time ago, you're never going to get married. Whatever. I think there's like so much interesting details about it. And we can impart whatever wisdom and experience we found Absolutely. onto you guys. And I think it'll be a fun show eventually. But that's not what today's show is going to be about. No. Uh, though it is nearby where we got married. And today's, cause today's and show... And we did
1: have our our pseudo honeymoon there. Yeah,
0: and that's why I wanted to do this show about Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Yes! Uh, I think it is among Gina and Mai's top Two resorts. I think it might be your number one. And my, I'm gonna call it my 1B. I don't know. It's a, you know, it's <laughs> like uh, the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian are like 1A and 1B for me because um, they're so different and they offer like different things. So I like you know, kind of those two sides of the coin, if you will. Yeah. Um, so
1: I'd love to explain why it's one yeah, of my favorite. Yeah,
0: I, I was gonna set you up to like just talk about sort of your personal experiences, and then we'll go into some of the more like the details of the actual resort. But will talk about lovely. Yeah, we'll talk about your kind of background and, and what comes to mind when I say what's what do you like about Polynesian? What is the first thing that you think of? I mean,
1: yeah, so um, when we started going as a family, our first trip ever was uh, staying at the Contemporary, which I'm sure I've already um, mentioned in previous podcasts. After that, we did a trip at the Yacht Club, Uh, but I remember as a kid at that time saying, Mom and Dad, you know, we should really go to the Polynesian. Like, that looks like such a cool place. And I remember my dad saying something like, I don't know, it's been around since the beginning. It's probably just like a dusty old Hawaiian-themed place. I don't don't know, maybe not. Well, over time, I did convince them to go, and boy were we surprised. Uh, We ended up staying in... I don't know if it was called this at the time, but essentially the Hawaii building, um, concierge service, and um, I think we were in an inside room, not facing the lagoon. But over time, we realized how much we loved it. We stayed many times after that, um, always hoping for a castle view and... um, Everything about it just was so relaxing and beautiful. And we even spent one Christmas at the Polynesian um, when we were growing up, so. Many special memories for our family in particular, so I was thrilled to be able to go back in October a few months ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't even have a clear memory of my first trip there because it was our uh, second, I should say our third Disney trip, but I was probably five or so. (laughs) So we stayed at the Grand Floridian first and then the Polynesian second. Um, sorry, we stayed off-site my very first trip when I was like an infant. And then we did the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian, and we kind of rotated between those for, for a few years. So, uh, it's been one of those things that's just kind of been with me since the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think there's just so much about it that, that is Walt Disney World to me. Uh, it is one of the original resorts, along with the contemporary. Those opened back in 71 with Walt Disney World itself. So yeah, there is some of that, you know, old school feel to it. There even today when they've done so many uh, renovations, there's still sort of that late 60s early 70s uh, remnant left over there. You've grown um, to
1: app- I have grown to appreciate oh, it agree, over the years. Oh, agree. For I mean,
0: sure. I mean, I was reading up in prep for this and it's it's funny like the whole idea of tiki culture and an interest in the the South Pacific Comes from that post-war era because all yeah. these people came back right. from, uh, you know, their Being war the slash post-war um, postings right. with an appreciation for this culture, yeah. and then that's how, like, in the 50s, and 60s, antique tiki culture and this like romanticism for that area became like a thing i mean right. was hawaii even a state until i don't know exactly when hawaii became a state but it was like in the 40s maybe i don't know oh, like that's
1: a good question i don't
0: even know if when pearl harbor happened it was a state it might it might have been but it's pretty new yeah definitely 20th century so like you know still a new my point is it was still a new part of our culture right. and this kind of weird niche part of american culture of like you know obviously hawaii is thousands of miles away <laughs> like in the middle of the ocean but uh
1: right it's some uh, to those who weren't i guess um in that mindset, I think Hawaii also has an appeal. And just Polynesia, there's this level of escapism that yeah. comes with wanting to go on a vacation, and just the fact that you are in Walt Disney World, which maybe isn't necessarily always relaxing for folks, to be able to, at the end of the day, um, go to a resort that where you, you feel like you are transported to a distant land, a tropical land, yeah. a relaxing land. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah, Walt himself, that was one of his favorite vacation destinations was Hawaii. And that was the plan from, from the beginning, yeah. was to have a tropical South Seas resort at Walt Disney World. Yeah. So it's cool that it happened and that it's still there and still like serves the same purpose that it did yeah. um, now almost 50 years ago. Right. So, uh, so I figured the best way to go about this would be to start... Sort of um, just geographically walk through it, kind of uh, yeah. talk our way through as if you were walking through the resort, and then we'll get into some of the different things you can do and eat and drink <laughs> and experience <laughs> at the resort. Most importantly, uh, at the resort, but like to me, when I think about it, I think of getting out of um, a car, a bus, a taxi, whatever in the front there, and the experience of kind of walking. Yes. Um, past the first the torches there by the by the valet yep. stand kind of um and then you you walk the over waterfall. this bridge right you walk over this this moat pretty much and there's a waterfall next to you and you smell the sort of i don't know if it's supposed to be tropical or just that's the way the water kind of smells yeah, but yeah. like there is a smell there as you're walking through those doors and then into the into the lobby yep um so i wrote down we'll talk about the Let's talk about the new lobby first, because that's what it is right now, (laughs) and then we'll be, like, we'll talk about what was. So, I don't know, what do you, so I'll let you take it for a minute, like, when you walk through those doors, like, what's the kind of feeling you get, what do you see, what do you feel?
1: Yeah, so I think the, the lobby nowadays, um, really has a sense of the old and the new. I feel like I can look on the floor and the walls, and the floor has this, like, really 70s, like, stone, um... I, I don't even know what what kind of.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you would call that, but like I like that it does hearken back to like the linoleum yeah. days of the 70s, but done in a tasteful way.
1: Right, and then uh, to to add to that, the walls have like the wood paneling mm-hmm. and also like the stonework. It's very 70s, and I love it. But to complement that, I think are the um, the sailor nets and mm-hmm. the and the ball. Yeah. Um, which, fun fact, I'm forgetting what those are called right now, oh, but yeah. um, basically seafaring people uh, who would be on the ships would use those and, like, stick them into the walls so that it would catch the sunlight and then produce light from underneath the boards yes. of, um, you know, a below deck, basically. Um, and those are beautiful. Those are um, a very New England thing, too, actually, just because of the nature of, like, the nautical upbringing that I think we uh, some of us grew up with. But anyway, um, so that's really nice. Those hang from the ceiling. Those are really pretty. You have a little um, Tiki man greeting you, yeah. um, which probably symbolizes the, the pantheon of Polynesian gods. Yeah, he's become
0: like the little mascot. And I meant to write his name down. Do you know his name off the top, off the top of your head? I just call him Tiki Joe. Yeah. Is that it, is it, is it his name? It might be. <laughs> Well, I'm looking that up, but yeah, he's kind of in the middle there. Um, when I Google it all, it's coming up is the Tiki Man website, which is a great resource by the way if you're interested at all. But this is this is article the Tiki Man does have a name, and I'll get it in a second once I find it in this article. But yeah, he's there. You can see him like holding some lays sometimes. Uh, he's on this sort of rock, uh, little waterfall thing himself. Which kind of leads me to think about what the lobby used to be. For those yeah. who don't know, it's a very wide open lobby today. Uh, there is like a good amount of room to kind of sit and relax, which I do love to do. The and, tangerine
1: and that... couches are another modern fixture. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so it is a really nice place to kind of um, relax. Like even if you're not staying there, like take the monorail over, stop by, like take a beat by yourself or with your whoever yeah. you're with, and just uh, hang out for a minute because it's it's super relaxing. But. Back in the day, up until about 10 years years ago, ago. that's what I was going to say, that center section was just overtaken with this enormous rainforest. Yeah, it was like like
1: this, it, it was contained in like a large area, but it was a very lush, it had live greenery, live flowers, this enormous waterfall that cascaded kind of like the Wilderness Lodge, like beyond... The inside of the of the lobby and the great ceremonial house, and onto the outside. Yeah, and that is all gone now. And we yeah. So there's the water.
0: The waterfall was just like added. This um, it was very loud. It was loud, right? But I like that. I think that (laughs) adds like it feels like you really are like it's really like they just carved out a section of South Seas jungle and just popped it right in the lobby of this hotel.
1: Yeah, so any kids who grew up going to Rainforest Cafe, (laughs) like, that, it it was kind of that same feeling, and we loved that, so we loved the super theming, but I'm sure sure it, it proved to be too difficult to maintain, and it was probably not as hygienic.
0: Yeah, and then I think the other thing, too, is that as they continue to add buildings and just, you know, the place is busier, it just got crowded. Yeah. On um, a, a big check-in morning, like there's nowhere to right, walk. Right. the really, best you know, use of so, space. So I think they just wanted to make it a little bit more efficient to to handle and for for people. But uh, you know that old lobby will definitely always hold a special place.
1: Definitely. Now the other cool thing about the lobby is that it's open air, so you can have you can basically see that there is a second floor, and you can walk up to that yep. second floor. They have these giant carpeted um, staircases mm-hmm. that. Um, don't have the back you know what I mean like those, oh yeah yeah like, yeah. like oh, you see open them. Yeah, yeah you see through them yeah there is an elevator too of course yeah. but um going up there for everyone in the know Ohana is up there and um oh Co- God, Kona, Cafe. Kona Cafe I was planking on yeah, that yeah. there's a Joffrey's station up there mm-hmm. there are really cool um gift shops on both um All floors, floors. Yep. The, the bottom one being called Boutique-y, Boutique, which is hilarious. <laughs> but back in the day, they used to have more like high-end art.
0: Yeah, um, is thing. that Art of Disney thing still there? I think it might be still there. Uh, I might call it something different now, but yeah, I forget. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: But anyway, yeah. So that's the that's the lobby more or less. We're gonna come back to the to the restaurants and and stuff. I think we'll do like a rundown of those. Mm-hmm. But um. But, yeah, I mean, I think the lobby is, like, just big enough to feel like, oh, wow, this is, like, a, you know, a place. I'm here, you know, yeah. but not so big that it ruins the kind of theme of the subtle, you know, Hawaiian or, or yeah. tropical hotel. So, yeah. I think it does a great job with that. Um, from there, I mean, I just want to take, I mean, not even anything specific, but just the – just taking a stroll through this resort is another just thing I think about is just – There are these pads that are a little bit windy, a little bit overgrown in a way, where there's like you know some taller plants and then at night the torches are lit, these gas tiki torches, and I don't know, it's just one of my favorite things to do in Disney World is just to walk around the Polynesian yeah, and, I agree. and take it all in. The,
1: the wonderful music that they have piped mm-hmm. in, you just you just really feel like you are transported.
0: Yeah, and then you you know, you know get to the beach and you're like, oh, I must be, you know, you feel like you're yeah, the white, again sandy on this white sandy beach, but then you look up and across and there is Cinderella Castle. Right. Across it's it's just
1: breathtaking. If you manage to find at a certain time of night, they also have... Um, the uh, rocking chairs on the mm-hmm. beach and beach chairs. If you can just take a minute to just sit and relax and just take it all in, it's just wonderful.
0: Yeah, and they even do a little ceremony and they light those torches right up in the front. They do, They're yeah. I drummer. think I think
1: they choose a family right. of the night, and then they have yeah um, dancers and mm-hmm. do they take? Does the fire breathing?
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's him. There. He might do. He might do some spinning or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is a whole little ceremony that's really cool to check out. I think it's probably around whenever dusk is. Yeah. But it might, it might be 5 o'clock or so. Okay. Where to next, Tommy? So, I was thinking, let's just talk about the longhouses themselves. So, yeah. as you are taking the stroll around, you're going th- past different buildings. Uh, so, you know, it's not like some of the other hotels where it's one big building. Like, you know, take the Yacht Club, for example. Where right. it's, like, one big structure. Here is is more spread out, and there are different buildings, and they're all, I don't want to say they're all exactly the same, but they have a lot of similarities but, you know, obviously depending on what location you're in, you get a sort of a different little feel you might be closer to the beach, might be a little more secluded um, so I don't know, what comes to mind for you when you think about the different longhouses and
1: Yeah, so I can say qualities? that I spent the majority of my time growing up in the Hawaii building just because um, views were really important to my family, in terms of like aspects of the hotel. Now, we've had views of just the garden and the pool, the, the quiet pool, and you basically can't go wrong with any of the buildings or any of the views. Um, but that in particular is just incredible. If you get a third floor, obviously, back in the day, um, the pricing structure was a little different. So You could kind of have your pick and not have to worry about it so much, but nowadays you can really specify um, based on pricing and of course the better views the the more expensive it is, which is why we haven't been back (laughs) in a while. Um, But what I can say too that we actually learned last time, uh, we stayed in the Fiji building in October and that was really nice. Now, from a family perspective, it is on the furthest end um, away from the the um, great ceremonial house, and even the walkway to the TTC. Like it's literally and to on the, the bus, accident. yeah, and it's the far, bus. Far from that, side. yeah. So if you don't have to worry about strollers and things, it's fine. Um, but it was just a beautiful view because we had the beach right there, a little bit of a water view, and we had a view like almost directly across. the wedding pavilion which was really nice for us having just gotten married there we could watch other couples get married throughout the day um so it's a it's just a really cool um layout that being said if you're not as familiar with it it can be kind of overwhelming um because all the buildings at a certain point look the same yeah so there is signage but um you know, get familiar with the map, and especially at night, it can be it can be easy to get turned around. So, always look for the Great Ceremonial House, which has um, basically a, a teepee-like structure yeah. on the top of the building. That's how it separates itself and it distinguishes itself from the other buildings. So, basically use that as your North Star when you're navigating the, yep. the grounds.
0: Just as you say that, I, it, one other thing that I love about Pollination is the... Uh, on the architecture, those—I don't even know what you call it—but sort of on where the longhouse forms its peaks, yep. there are those like tiki faces on the side on there. I just love like the color palette Me and, the, too. and the style there. Again, it's the—it's the late '60s, early '70s look, oranges, but just reds, done a little bit more dark browns, subtlety. Yeah, yeah it's I keep cool. thinking about the. Um, the pretty bunch house being yeah. like that is the like late 60s Oh yeah, early that's 70s. what the lobby is for right. sure. Right. It's it's that but like take away a couple of the uglier parts of it, right? They've like throughout the years <laughs> yeah, they've, they've toned they've, it down. They've from modernized
1: it you know, yeah. ever so much. Yes,
0: yeah, so we were in one of the original buildings on yes. that end of the of the resort which was, you know, I think the rooms have been updated so like you don't notice, but like the hallways are a little more narrow and the elevators a little older and smaller and stuff like that.
1: But what I what I meant to say earlier and didn't is that we were told that those rooms are 33 percent bigger that's right than some of the newer building rooms which yeah, was so definitely felt Was noticeable it's yep.
0: huge we had that couch yeah we had a yeah. full
1: couch which i think was it a bed Pull-out
0: bed? oh i don't know i don't remember but i mean you could sleep on those like yeah you know, like especially a kid cultural. or whatever if you have yeah so and that was that i i don't know if i said but that was fiji right fiji we were, Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, also, it was right near Luau Cove. Yes. And we can kind of use that to segue to maybe some of the... Food enter- and drink! Food and drink and entertainment and things. So, um, have you done Spirit of Aloha?
1: You know, my brother and my dad did a long time yeah. ago, but I never have.
0: Yeah, so I did it probably ten or so years ago, maybe less than that. And it's a lot of fun. I think it'd be more fun if I was, like, younger. Um, the food was fine you know it's it's kind of it's kind of like a wedding where everybody you know is getting served the same food at the same time how good can you know 150 meals served at the same time be (laughs) but
1: what kind of food is it is it like you know
0: yeah kind of i mean i should pull up the the exact menu what it is these days but i just remember being like sort of normal quote-unquote american food with like this like pan-asian with this yeah with this asian south pacific flair to it um, you know, some kind of chicken, I want to say. I mean, have probably had, like, some sweet bread, you know, like yeah. the Hawaiian rolls or whatever. Um, but then the entertainment is really fun. You know, the they do the um, hula stuff. They do the fire dancer uh, spinning guy, like you see maybe at um, the Festival of the Lion King show. And so, you know, it's all... I think that if you have kids and you want, like, kind of a night doing some kind of show, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's probably not as fun as something like de doo or a couple of the others, but they did modify it
1: maybe in the last ten or fifteen years to include Lilo and Stitch.
0: Oh, that's right. So if I you don't know are, if, if
1: you are a big Lilo and Stitch fan, that is a nice way to um, enjoy the music. Certainly, we could hear it every night. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. So you know, they got the pineapple coconut bread. They got some, um, you know, mixed greens with a mango dressing. Pineapple, And then there's barbecue pork ribs, roasted chicken, Polynesian rice, vegetables, and then the dessert. I don't even remember what this was. Kaluuya Volcano Delight.
1: That sounds good. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, it was cool. It's all very cool. But if you want to immerse yourself in this theme of the South Pacific dinner theater, they do a totally you know, good job of giving that experience.
1: Right. Well, we're so spoiled, too, because, like, if you were in actual Hawaii, that would be a night out. Like, your entertainment. But there's just so many other competing ways to spend your night at Walt Disney World that, like, it may not make the cut, which is too bad. Right.
0: And honestly, as a segue, what I would suggest if you're looking to spend an evening with the family at the Polynesian, I would suggest trying to get one of those coveted Ohana reservations. Oh, yes. Uh, So for the uninitiated, Ohana is a family-style... Restaurant at the Polynesian, so it is a flat fee, and, and it's pretty much all you can eat. Um, I should have pulled a menu for that as well. I will do that actually. Well, so I can kind of yeah, recite talk. it from memory. Uh, I'm sure you can, right? But Ohana is the-
1: one of those mainstays for us. Um, you know, various iterations of our our four-person family would take trips, and Ohana would be one of the top reservations for us if we could ever get it. Um, you you start with a bread that has coconut in it. It's very delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they roll out um, some dumplings.
0: There's also the uh, there's a salad. The salad, which is cool, really with good, The cool really dressing light on there. dressing, yeah.
1: delicious. Uh, yeah, so bread, salad, dumplings, du- dumplings, and then they bring wings. out wings, and then um, like noodles. Mm-hmm. Um, what do, you, what do you call those?
0: Noodles um, tossed in teriyaki sauce. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Uh, it's not udon, but it's what, uh, lo mein. Lo mein, yeah. Yeah, it's like lo mein.
1: Vegetables. And here's where you have to be um, savvy Strategic. because, yes, because they're doing that to fill you up so that you don't have as much of the good stuff, which is... The meats. The grilled meats that you can smell from basically any corner of the property.
0: Yeah, if you've been to a Brazilian barbecue, it's like that yes. where they come all you around, all you can eat. They come out around with them on the skewers. So you've got the Sichuan sirloin steak, the sweet and sour chicken, and then the spicy grilled peel and eat shrimp. Um, again, on the skewers, and they kind of just say, "Hey, you want some?" And they'll slide some right off the skewer directly onto your plate. And they will keep coming until you uh, wave them away, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um.
1: They. There have been various iterations, I would say, through the years. Um, there was a time where they were actually serving turkey tips, which were delicious. Oh, I don't remember that. I mean, that super, that. super juicy. And then they serve um, sauces on the side that you can yes. dip. Uh, there's like a peanut sauce and then like a yeah, sweet, sweet and sour, t- sweet and sour like teriyaki like or something. Delicious. But... Perhaps the most important part of the meal after all of that is yes. the desserts. If you're not
0: full already, like, well, it doesn't matter if you're full. It doesn't not, matter because if you're full. Because you're <laughs> eating the, the bread pudding a la mode.
1: So let me just start by saying my family growing up was not particularly adventurous. Uh, so when we first heard, actually, when we first started going, they would serve you um, just pineapple, like chopped pineapple Lame. that you would dip into caramel sauce okay, okay. which was actually a delicious that's combination not, uh, so we started getting used to that and we're excited about it one year they changed it and we said to ourselves bananas foster with bread pudding
0: okay let's try it it's sa- like you saying it like that makes, makes you realize that it does sound kind of boring like we, bland like we would have never ordered a banana right.
1: dessert on our own
0: exactly like it was forced upon us bread we're pudding. like
1: okay let's try it yeah a
0: lot of people i mean i know i've, I've had the perception of bread pudding as being like I it can have, be really dry yeah it'd be dry and boring like Not i want chocolate cake or, yeah. or i want you know what i mean i want something that's more like rich and fulfilling like bread pudding but this stuff's unbelievable
1: we were blown away that first time we had it we were like we're sold this is amazing <laughs> i think we actually ordered a second one and then for future years we would get a gigantic we would get even if we were a two person table we would request a gigantic piece we would request extra sauce Extra vanilla ice cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the sauce again? Is it caramel? It's a or it's a caramel
1: it? bananas Foster sauce. So yeah. it's that beu- oh, so beautiful the, it's caramel with the sauce banana. with pieces of banana in it. It's basically flambéed. Yeah.
0: So you know when they do the thing if you watch like cooking shows or anything where they they basically set the yeah, they use a torch on the Yeah, on the They use
1: it's a like little that. bit of rum, I think.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense. That's
1: to, to burn it off yeah, it and create that caramelized so flavor. Because the
0: alcohol actually burns off of right. the rum. Um,
1: they use Edie's vanilla bean ice cream. We know this because we asked. <laughs> and we buy it <laughs> on our own at home. Yes. And oh my god, it is just heavenly.
0: Yeah, if, if any of this sounds good to you and you haven't been there, you owe it to yourself to
1: Or even if it, it doesn't sound good to you. <laughs> Trust me, it's worth a taste. Yep. yep. And it's considered um, one of the most popular Disney desserts on
0: property. Most popular reservations. So, like, if you know, get there in that 180 day window, like, be there for that reservation. Because, like, then you'll see, you'll try a couple months later and it's like, oh, you can get 4 p.m. or 9 p.m. That's all that's left. And the week before, forget about it.
1: It's good for large parties if you have a large family or you have a large gathering. And the value is pretty good.
0: Yeah, I don't have the price up for me right now, but you know, it's, it's always it's changing. It's Disney, so it's not <laughs> right. So it's it's not. It cheap, used to it but... used to
1: be, I would say, of higher value in the past, yeah. just because of the nature of how much things used to be versus now. But I would still say it's it's popular for that reason and the fact that the quality is excellent, the food is delicious.
0: Yeah, so it's fifty four, and that includes like a non alcoholic drink. I'm sure. So, you know, it as far as Disney goes. It's not terrible, right. and it's all you can eat. Right. Like you're getting three courses and like several sides and a big variety and delicious dessert. Right. So like you're getting a lot for right. your fifty-four bucks.
1: Entertainment for the kids. They yep. do some little Hawaiian songs and games, and that's really nice. Um, and if you time it just right and you get the right reservation, depending on the fireworks, yes. um, they do pipe in the music for the fireworks. And some lucky diners do get have access at their tables to the lagoon view yeah so if you're
0: there in the back corner kind of the back right corner uh you'll have a great view of happily ever after or the seasonal shows whatever's going on and again like Gina said with the music piped in so you get the full experience not just kind of seeing it in the background it's really like you're, you're watching it. so that's a special um thing that I got to do one time I believe um, one thing we didn't mention real quick, cause I've never done it actually, but there's also a breakfast version.
1: I have done the breakfast version yeah. too. The breakfast version is also very good. Character dining. Um, I don't Lilo remember and who Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Do, do Mickey and Minnie still come? I forget. If they that do, sure they'll about. show
0: up in a Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. You know, they've had. I've seen um, who was it meeting in the lobby. Who was it? Like a character will meet. Like oh, yes, You meet yes. them while you're waiting to be yes. seated as a way to sort of um, keep kids busy while you're waiting to get seated, you know? Yes,
1: I will say sometimes the wait is a little longer than um, comfortable, but that's just the nature of... Yeah, kind of, of the nature
0: of the all-you-can-eat is like you yeah, never really turning sure when, is when the difficult. table's going to be done, and right. yeah, so...
1: Yeah, so the breakfast um, is also all-you-can-eat, and it kind of comes on a big serving platter. It's scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, all the American fare... Mickey waffles, biscuits, potatoes— yep. as much or as little as you want of that—and um, it's delicious.
0: Yeah, so scrambled eggs, fried potatoes, uh, sausages, Mickey waffles, and you get the bread—the same bread that right. you get at dinner—is there at breakfast as well. Right. So, um, yeah, I'll have to do that one of these days. But again, I'm just killing the segways today because I always we wanna... have a breakfast spot. Exactly. So right. <laughs> Uh, next door pretty much or you know overlooking that lobby we mentioned earlier is Kona Cafe now it's the opposite situation here where I haven't had dinner at Kona Cafe me neither uh neither of us have done that um just to cover that real quick I believe it's it's Asian it's sushi yep it's kind of they call it pan-Asian but the breakfast there I mean you wouldn't expect but they've got one of the best and most iconic breakfast menus around Walt Disney World and that is because mostly of the Tonga toast. Mm-hmm. A mainstay, it's been there since the day it opened. I learned. Oh, really? Yeah. And so this is basically—it's funny how it's not too dissimilar from uh, the bread pudding, I guess, because it is a uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> a sweet bread with uh, with banana. So what it is is it's French toast stuffed with banana. Covered in cinnamon and sugar and then fried.
1: What's not to like? <laughs> With
0: a strawberry compote on the side and um, they'll give you sausage or bacon on the side as well. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is really good. <laughs> it, it is indulgent, but it is really, really tasty. And, you know, it's been there for 50 years. <laughs> so obviously right. it's not... People love it. It's not going anywhere. People love it. And they also have the big kahuna, which is like the b- breakfast platter... Like, sort of like what you would get a Big Kahuna Breakfast. Like, sort of what you would get at, you know, an IHOP, where it's, like, a little bit of everything. A little bit of eggs, a little those macadamia nut pancakes. No, no those are separate.
1: Those are separate. That's what I usually get. They give you get.
0: regular pancakes in the Big Kahuna, I mm-hmm. think, and then sausage, and... I don't know. It's just, like, the kind of typical thing, but... Uh, and maybe a slice of pineapple on there, maybe. Does that, uh, does that sound right? Sure. I don't know. Uh, either way, it's sort of just, like, your breakfast platter.
1: They have savory breakfast items. They have sweet breakfast items. Yep. Um... Just make sure you check the menus when you make your reservations. Depending on the day, I believe you have to make a. Well, you can call or go on the My Disney.
0: For what? Exp-
1: uh, to make a reservation. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, there, I feel like there was a time where you could only call.
0: Oh, for that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. There's something weird there for a little while, but I think you can do you can either now. Yeah. And that is one that, especially for breakfast, that you can kind of take a chance on. Walk up. Yep. Yeah. I would say of all the restaurants around, that's one of the highest chances of actually them having something open. They do turn over pretty quickly there as right. opposed to Ohana. Right. You will get the Ohana like spillover people who think they can walk up to Ohana and get a thing, <laughs> and then they're like, no, go down Where there. Word is
1: getting out.
0: Yeah, yeah, so...
1: The other cool thing about it, and probably both locations, is that um, Joffrey's has a special um, yes. straight from Kona and uh, you know the, the Pacific... Uh, some of the best coffee in the world and you can get a french press of the kona blend joffreys yeah. and it is silky and delicious yep
0: really good coffee
1: very um luxurious you they yeah. sell it um i mean it's
0: like 12 dollars or something for this like if like two cups of coffee or two and a half. yeah like maybe three it's, it's probably three cups of coffee yeah
1: it's definitely indulgent but uh, financially but it's worth it because um, there aren't too many places where you can get a A cup that luxurious.
0: Yeah, and I'd say the the food menu at Kona is actually pretty reasonable. I think so. Yeah, it kind of balances it out. Yep,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: Um. So let's let's head downstairs to Captain Cook's real quick. Yeah. That is the quick service spot. Very convenient. Yeah, super convenient. Right there off the lobby, and. You know, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's kind of standard. You can get mini versions of some of the other things, like the Tonga toast, or yeah, um, various sort of standard Disney items there.
1: Yep. So you can do the grab-and-go if you're in a rush. Um, they do have coffee. Um, they have all the fountain sodas and things. Um, you can grab sandwiches, or you can wait in the hotline where you can get breakfast, or lunch, or dinner, and a lot of the items, as you can imagine, they're all sharing the same kitchen in the back so you can probably get um, a decent amount of the same options. Uh, we've had pulled pork sandwiches. We've had breakfast platters. We've had Mickey waffles. So, um, really, you can get anything.
0: Yeah, and then they've got like burgers and sandwiches as well. Yeah. They have yeah. wings. They have an avocado toast that I didn't get but it looked
1: Oh yeah, that did look really Why good. Why didn't we
0: get it? I don't know. We just, I don't
1: know.
0: I, wanted... I we just wanted something else. Yeah. but And then they also got um, Thai coconut meatballs, pulled pork nachos. So, you know, they've got, like, the standards alongside some of the tropical-influenced stuff, which is uh, it's a fun little selection.
1: They have a nice little seating area, too, yeah. off to the side, um, which I have very happy memories sitting in. Yeah. Um, but they've they've updated it in the past couple years, and the, uh, the walls are adorned with really cool vintage-looking posters representing each of the... Um, Islands. The,
0: the islands yeah. that are the um, the longhouses. The longhouses. Long yeah. yeah. So like they're the sort of '60s look, like travel posters. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah. They're super bright, yeah. pretty. Very Not unlike the ones they did for Epcot recently. Exactly. That kind of style. Yeah. Yeah. So, real quick before we get to one of the most special places, let's just go <laughs> like kind of behind um, Captain Cook's. Outside is yeah. the pineapple lanai. Which is one of the only places you can get the famed Dole Whip
1: outside of Magic Kingdom uh, all right. or so Epcot. Right,
0: so you've got the Epcot one now with the with the alcoholic version, mm-hmm. which it might have the non-alcoholic also. Yeah, but of course Magic Kingdom is the mainstay for that. But then some people don't know if you can get it at the Polynesian as well. There, at pineapple yep. and I, a couple Walk other counter, a couple other frozen desserts there as well. Like you can get the floats and, and stuff.
1: Yeah, they'll have specials. Like there's a, it's. At present, it's the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, and I read that they have a special commemorative, like, Run Disney-specific um, oh, cool, dole whip, right. quote-unquote. You know, <laughs> it's like, I think the frozen, like, lime oh, instead of the pineapple, and cool. then they have, like, a bunch of other things in it. I think it's alcoholic, too. So, Very nice. anyway.
0: Cool. On to... Yeah, so let's talk about the one and only Trader Sam's.
1: Boy, this is is a cool place if you are 21 plus looking for a fun night
0: you know what don't go here because it's too crowded so (laughs) yeah it's it's terrible it's (laughs) it's just simply awful
1: it's tiny
0: yes so the capacity is probably 40 people Uh, yeah if
1: that and i've never seen it um i think that.
0: Yeah, so, so like you, said 21, you said twenty one. You said twenty one plus, which you actually can go until eight p.m.
1: As a kid, I yeah. think yeah. at eight then p.m. Then it turns to
0: twenty one plus. Um, double check me on that. It might be later, but I think it's eight p.m.
1: I don't know. I I would not want to bring kids into a bar.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it does feel like a bar. It's a bar. It, it is not, you know, the sort of open hotel bar where it's, you know, multi-purpose. It's
1: There's a secret door, yeah, so you so have the, to you know would, about you it.
0: You would not even know walking by, like, that it's a cool place inside. It looks like it could be a service closet or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, it does.
0: And you open it up, and you're in this dark room, and there's a check-in desk there, and you kind of peer around the corner, and there's this little, like, slice of tropical paradise tiki bar
1: it's amazing
0: uh people on the west coast have their uh trader sam's what do they call it out there it is um, ah, it's, um it just lost me so this one's called trader sam's Gra grotto right? yeah 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 and the one in uh, at the disneyland hotel is trader sam's tiki terrace or something like that yeah something (laughs) like that but what i like about this one compared to that one is that it is this enclosed space where you're not kind of open to the elements and it really feels like you are even more transported than you are in the rest of the resort it's like one level deeper
1: it kind of reminds me of a, a secret closet off of the um enchanted tiki room
0: Because
1: you have those windows that look out onto this paradise. Um, It it can rain in there. There's all the different... um, There's like shrubbery, there's knickknacks, there's like nautical themes, there's nods to people's adventures overseas.
0: So it fits in with the... And I would love to do an episode about this someday. I don't know. Honestly, I am probably not the best person to talk about this in detail. But there's the whole adventurer society thing yeah which ties together i mean i believe trader sam's involved with that but also the jungle cruise yeah and the old adventurers club at, at downtown disney yeah and the skipper canteen restaurant magic kingdom they all share this aesthetic this story mm-hmm. element and just an overall feeling of being there and being part of this like adventure i guess
1: yeah it's so cool
0: uh, so, you just started alluding to like some of the effects that happen there. And yes. that's the real difference maker. I think without that, it would still be a super cool place. But what makes you want to go back again and again is the sort of interactivity that mm-hmm. comes with all their signature drinks.
1: And the fact that the bartenders are all in on it.
0: Yeah. So, it's like a little show. Yeah. Almost you're there. So, each drink of their signature drinks has its little show element that happens. So, there's the shrunken head right shrunken Shrunken zombie zombie head where where the server comes to your table dragging their body like they're a zombie and the music plays and the lights turn green and then there's the uh which one where they get the pearl out of the clam in the back and everybody you know everybody's there's a chant and everything involved and you got the one with the two shots of rum where you hear this this gun go off and everybody goes two shots of rum and so when you first get there and you're th- hearing all this crazy stuff going on, you're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and, you know, this, the, the big drink that comes out is the uh, Oa. Yep. And this chant starts, uh, Oa, uh, Oa, uh, Oa, 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 Oa. Oa. And you're like staring, looking at people around you. You're like, everybody here is crazy. (laughs) I'm like, how
1: how are they in on this? And
0: then 15 minutes later, someone else walks in for the first time, sits down next to you, and they're staring at you while you're going, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh uh oh. uh -oh." (laughs) Like that's all it takes. It's about 10, 15 minutes, and you are in it, and you are part of this. I don't know. It's part of this. Uh, it's like it's club. like
1: British pub culture. How yeah. they all just start chanting and singing, and everyone knows all the same songs. It's it's similar to that. There's yeah. like a choreography to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ogas does this to an extent. Yeah. Not not quite as strong. They have got a few little things going there. So I'd love to see more of this. Yeah. At at the Disney, bar. I mean, they've doubled down in their bars. I think in general they yeah. realize that people want this and that, you know, oh, these millennials are now in their twenties and thirties, like they want to hang out at a bar. So.
1: And yet, be responsible about it. I yeah, think, I think for a long time, um, drinking culture, maybe in Disney to a degree too, was something you didn't really talk about, or it just kind of existed, but they didn't really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to generalize too much, but I feel like maybe previous generations went to drink to get drunk, mm-hmm. and it was just sort of like the that's what it was associated with, that's what it was for. And I think that in, in the past decade or two, it's become like. Yeah, you know, getting a little buzz is nice, but it's really more about the experience, the tastes, like, getting to try new things and new combinations. And socializing. And, and being in a social environment where there's not, like, pressure to, oh, do this thing, do that thing, you know. Like, yeah. I love going and running through the parks, but I also like to take a breather and just enjoy a, a nice-tasting thing. Right. And, I mean, look at Oga's. Like, yeah. they, you know, they got a whole menu of non-alcoholic stuff that's just fun. And, like, right. You don't need to drink to go there. Exactly. And, and like, try cool things and have fun. And they've got non-alcoholic Sorry, non-alcoholic stuff at Trader Sam's as well. So, yeah. like, if you're not a drinker, like, don't don't see it as like, oh, I don't drink, so I don't want to go to a bar. Like, it is just fun.
1: Yeah, they got some um, nice bites too, like little mini tacos yep. or pulled pork sliders, things like that. Yep. Um, back to the oa. one of one of my favorite parts, and I know that I'm in the minority here, but I really miss the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. We just we. We're going to Disney at the right time and we thought it was hilarious and so we have very happy memories of it and when it, when it caught on fire mysteriously we were very sad when they returned to the original. I understand purists who like the original. <laughs> I'm like that in so many other ways but I was so happy to see that they took the Tiki God from Under New Management and put her in Trader Sam's and so she talks to... Um, all of us, whenever someone orders the Aowa and creates like a thunderstorm, it's just oh my god! I just feel like I'm I'm back in that <laughs> feeling again, and it's just really nice to say hello to her again. For sure,
0: for sure. No, I, I think that was great. They found a a home for her at yeah. Trader Sam's because that was one of the more fun parts of exactly of that otherwise horrendous show. Oh. I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> sorry, that I said that out loud.
1: Fine, fine.
0: <laughs> Um, really quick, just to, to round out the food and drink, you just mentioned the, the small bites and stuff. You can go to the Terrace out back, yep. which is a really nice spot also to relax, uh, especially if Trader Sam's is all backed up and which you're not, not going to get is. it, which it often is. Uh, you can go back there and, and order off essentially the same menu and get some small bites. We actually did that and it our was first night there, and we had some really, uh, really good food.
1: We watched the sunset. We yep. weren't really up for going to a park, and so it was just a really... Really nice low-key night. Yeah. It was fun.
0: Yeah, it's a, you know, I've just sat out there with a laptop before and just oh, yeah. ordered a drink and, and just, you know, I think I was writing something at the time, and it's just a nice spot to take a breather, so.
1: Yeah, so as as you can imagine, based on, uh, <laughs> like, 20 minutes of food and beverage talk at the Polynesian, there are so many places to go, so many places to try, and we encourage you to just enjoy. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's I don't know if you're a foodie and a, you know you like to try new flavors, and new stuff. It's it's definitely a destination. Yes. Um, so we're running super long here, but I do want to like hit a few more things quickly. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the pool.
1: Pool is awesome. Yeah. One it's of the a best. Giant
0: volcano pool with the slide and stuff, and it's right there on the beach, so you kind of feel like you're in the ocean, but you don't actually have to go in the ocean. Right.
1: There's a splash zone for kids, I think.
0: Yep. Yep, and then again, also great Great views. Great views, great slide. Yep. Um, so that's a great place to hang out. I mean, I wrote down in general just like the the beach views and the views. I think we kind of touched on that earlier, but I love walking that path along the beach, and just looking out at the Magic Kingdom. Well,
1: in the spirit of um, (laughs) being a a Disney purist, uh, I personally am not crazy about the bungalows um, because I feel that they have. Um, ruined the view a little bit of the otherwise pristine beach. Um, they are cool, and I bet if you're staying in one, they're they're super cool, but I just think for the rest of the guests at the hotels, um, there was something about that really nice, clear shot of the castle, and having that um, outlook, vista, yep. vantage point, all of that has kind of been muddled by the Bombs. Yeah,
0: and the architecture in those is just a little off. Yeah, the, the, the color
1: palette is not in keeping with the rest of
0: the it's resort. Just, I wish it was darker and it felt like... Yeah, exactly. I feel like it was if it matched the long houses more yeah. directly, it would be better, but...
1: Even still, I feel like they're a little bit... I
0: th- yeah, they'd be better. Yeah, would, they'd, they'd be better. Wouldn't be great, but it'd be better. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway. One one last thing about that area, though, you can um, similar to how we're talking about how you can watch the fireworks in Ohana with the music, you can do that down at the beach as well. Yes, and
1: they will pipe in the music. Pipe which in the music, really so special.
0: it's a nice spot to to catch the fireworks. Right. And I would say one more thing I want to mention that probably makes it the most uh, I don't know convenient resort yes. in all of Walt Disney World, just the transportation options with the yes. monorail and the walkway to the TTC. Yep. You are at Magic Kingdom very quickly. You are at Epcot very quickly, without having to get on a bus or, or take a car or anything like that. So, uh, the monorail being there is—we uh, didn't even talk about that—but the monorail obviously comes right through the Polynesian. I'm sure if you've taken it to the parking lot or whatever, you've gone right through it and said, "Oh, we should stay here one day," and that's right. that's, that's part of the reason why it's so <laughs> I do that.
1: Monorail, ferry boat, even the smaller boats; those can be right. really so, yeah, pleasant. Right. Yeah. The
0: launch is really fun too to get yeah. to and from the Magic Kingdom. Um,
1: yeah, so you really can't beat it in the way of convenience. Yeah. Which is one of the other many reasons why we kept going back.
0: Yeah, especially with kids, right? If you're spending you know, oh, a lot yeah. of time in the Magic Kingdom, it's a, it's a great spot. And then it's not too long of a bus ride to the studios. Um, and Animal Kingdom. Yeah, Animal Kingdom's not bad, but it's obviously on the other side of property. But it's still, you know, not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess the last thing I wrote down is a little piece of trivia. So I guess we'll wrap it up with that. Is my, you know, I'm sure there's a hundred thousand cool trivia bits about the Polynesian, but my favorite one is that in December of 1974, John Lennon himself was visiting Walt Disney World. It's kind of a funny image of him,
1: uh, yeah, really,
0: (laughs) of him on Dumbo, and it's a small world. But he was there, and that is when, you know, the Beatles had pretty much broken up for all intents and purposes, but legally they hadn't done so just yet until John, at the Polynesian Resort, uh, scrawled his name in the bottom of the contract that officially dissolved the Beatles. So if anybody asks you where and when the Beatles broke up, you tell them Walt Disney World 1974 <laughs> right around Christmas.
1: At the Polynesian. At the
0: Polynesian. How so, sad. And then there's this urban legend that I like to hear. That I, no, I like to tell. I'm sure it's exaggerated or flat-out false, but just the idea of John with his son, Julian, on the monorail and overhearing people saying... Uh, oh I heard a beetle here. It was here and then someone else like oh which one was it and then John piping up and saying I heard it was George
1: <laughs> that's so bad. I mean it is
0: a very John thing to do but it almost feels too too good to be true we'll never know well we're pushing fifty minutes now, so I think it's time to wrap this up. But Gina, until next time, where can folks find and follow you on the Disney webs?
1: Yes, yeah, so in addition to partnering with the Diz Quiz, I have my own willrunfordisney.com blog, which is all about my adventures in Run Disney, training, and all Disney things. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter, Will on Twitter, Will Run for Disney blog Instagram.
0: Yep, and then of course follow at the Diz Quiz on Instagram and Twitter and find us on Facebook. And then, you know, this is available on all the podcast services pretty much you can think of. If it's on, If it's missing on one, let me know. Leave me a comment or message somewhere and I will try to get it up. Um, that includes Spotify now. We got approved by Spotify, so that's cool. Awesome. And I'm um, putting these up on YouTube as well. as audio only, so you have no excuse not to listen to this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are giving a like or a little rating at the bottom of the podcast app or whatever kind of platform you use, really does help with the visibility and the success of the show. So I do appreciate those. So, Thank
1: you so much. Yeah,
0: thanks for listening. And until next time, I've been Tommy. And I'm Gina. And we will see you real soon.
1: See you real soon.
0: Bye-bye.